Are you serious? <laughs> Maybe. Are you serious, Brad? Good night. <laughs> Brad, why are you so grumpy today? You are nothing but a grumpy Gus. I feel that somebody needs a hug. If there's one person that just goes out of their way to disappoint me, it's you. I don't go out of my way to do anything. It sure seems like it. I merely exist. You know what you're wearing? Those look like those one-piece old-school pajamas. (laughs) Maybe they are. How do you know that it's not? So it's it's like a kid's jumper. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing. Uh Uh-huh. What's up, Jeremy? Ah, not a whole lot, Bradford. It's, you know, 8.31. It's past the bedtime. You you missed the intro to the Brigadier Bro Bobs. Oh, shit. Let's start again. (laughs) Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Bradford. Jeremy, welcome to the Brigadier Bro Bobs. Brigadier Bro Bobs. Why do you always have to do that? (laughs) That's what we do. What's wrong with it? No, it's what you do. (laughs) It's what you do. Most people watch us, and they expect to have hands coming fast and furious at them. And they try to block. Do they really, though? <laughs> I would imagine. That's how I picture this going in my in, in my head. Um, people are like, That's what they're doing while watching us? Yeah, when my hands are coming at them, they get nervous. I hope they stretch and warm up before they play the episode. I might have just tore a tricep. Honey, what are you doing? I'm getting ready to watch the Brigadier Bro Bobs. So why are you stretching? Because I'm going to be doing this the whole time. <laughs> see? I, ah, see, I told you. <laughs> you are a complete fool. Hey, look. Wow. <laughs> see, you, you want to you weren't prepared for it. <laughs> that was good stuff. Are you done? I think that's a good intro. I have to say, good job, us. Well, thank God <laughs> you appreciate your own intro. <laughs> Dude, my kids in my class, I always like say jokes and laugh at myself. And I'm like, at least I can laugh at myself if you guys aren't going to. So I do crack myself up quite often. I typically am the only person laughing at my own jokes. Yeah, I think that's a sign of intelligence, to be honest. So there's that. Or at least if it's not, I claim that it is. I mean, I feel like nobody makes me laugh more than me. Yeah. That's because you're funny looking. Oh, as Elliot would say, burn. (laughs) Jeremy, how's your week of training going? Uh, well, it's done. This is Sunday. Um, I got 30 miles on the nose in, um, 10 mile long run today. Um, took off two days this week, took off yesterday because it was pouring outside and it was miserable, but I'm happy. I'm content. I'm a little beat up. I'm probably going to need a down week here shortly, but my plan doesn't have that. So I have to listen to the plan. The plan is the be all and the end all. Um, especially if I have to beat you. You know, I was thinking 42 minutes is what I thought, what I think that I should be able to run or should have to run to beat you. Well, actually, probably 40, at 40 seconds to that, or 39 seconds, and I get to beat you. So, 40, I guess, 42, 39. That's pretty that quick. Was diff- that was really difficult math. <laughs> it was. Uh, I couldn't remember what I just said, so I had to piece it together. Um, so, yeah, it's going okay. I'm I'm not enjoying all of my runs right now, but um, I'm enjoying the time of year. So it's starting to get to like fall weather, which is fun for me. What about you, Brad? How's this week been for you? Pretty non-existent. What do you mean by non-existent? Like I've just done no running. Why? Is it your knee? Is your butt? Mm, my butt has been hurting me more than the knee. So, but uh, do need knee surgery, which okay. probably going to need 15 minutes in the 10K. You're not getting any time. You're going to have a bionic knee. You're going to have a bionic no. knee. 
that's not the way that it works for a meniscus that's tear, how, Jeremy. That's how it works. According to me, you get surgery, you be, you leave better than when you went in. Bionic. No. So I probably deserve 30 minutes in the five. So the on top of the age difference that I'm in a different age category. You have, and, faster, you have faster PRs than I do in essentially every race. From when I was your age, not this age. It doesn't matter. Yes. Jeremy, then what's the point of getting older? You're saying your times should just stay the same no, as when we were in our 20s. No, but if, if let's say, let's say that let's somebody, say. let's say, okay, um, Bernard Lagat, he's older than both of us, yeah? Yep. So we should give him time? So you. I mean, I appreciate the comparison to Bernard Lagat <laughs> in comparison to you. Well, so you're saying that's that's, how, the, how, that's you, how how drastic, the, like how big the disparity is between you and myself look, is that, I'm I'm an Olympian, medalist, king of the boards, yeah, and you are just a real schlep. Look, let's look at the marathon and just okay. extrapolate it down from there. You have me beaten the marathon by 23 minutes or 21 okay. minutes or something like that. Okay. That's when I was uninjured and from years ago. wasn't. It was two years ago. So you're the same age I am. I'm I was never in a different, run a 258. different age group. I'm different never age run group. 258. That's a lie. You don't know that. That's a lie. I, I will purposefully not run 258. <laughs> I will see it. <laughs> prove me on. wrong. Wow. Yeah, I will stop. You you right would be the one person to do that. 253 or 259 and then I'll cross the, the You would line. do that. I look, if it means I beat you because I was slower, then yes. Yes. Mhm. So mm -hmm. I just signed up for um Grandma's and it asked me what time I I was predicting myself to run and okay. I put 3 I put 303. So a five-minute difference from what I ran there. Yeah. And you're making I, all of this to do. I won't, but, Brad, I won't have the time that you have to train like you have. I have a I'm right, injured, I have a right and I'm old. You're not even old. What the fuck are you talking about? Two years of difference Jeremy, doesn't so, make anything. So tell me when that you – then why are there different age groups? They have to. It's all arbitrary, though, because there is no How is it arbitrary? Difference. There is no significant difference between 44 and 45. There's just not. There is. There's a year. Not in performance. It's not like what, when, you're, what are when they, you're three to when you're four. What does the study say? I think your top end speed decreases every year after 32 by something like 94%. One and a half percent. A year. That's assuming that you don't do the stuff you're supposed to do to stay on top of That's it. not you true. That's for negate, people training. That. Look, no, 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 no. Look, so look, you're saying at 90 years old. Fraser Price. She's okay. running faster okay. than she ever has, and she's 37 years old, 38 years old. So you're going to use the one outlier. One outlier. Does, it, does, does, does what she does prove my point? No. So is has Bernard Lagat gotten faster since he got older? No, because he's he's a regular. But you've person. already used him as the benchmark that we're supposed to be using here. I didn't say that. I said that's who you are to me. That's our comparison. So I probably deserve at least twelve or fifteen minutes per race. I'm, an, I'm a Kenyan who <laughs> then got his U.S. citizenship. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it tracks, Brad. I believe I he meddled, meddled both as a Kenyan and as an American. It tracks. I think. I, I think that's exactly right. When I remember walking into our dorm, I already think I saw a gold medal in there. So, so why do runners retire if there's no discernible difference between one year to the next? They just don't want to do it anymore, Brad. That's mental. <laughs> that's mental. That's mental. That's mental. Like, like, think about – so you have an elite athlete who has to train their brains out for years on end and years on end and years on end. And yes, they and are slowing down. And get paid for it. And, and get paid for it. Yes. 
And I'm sure it's that not like they're running it for paid. fun. I'm sure Bernard Lagat's still getting paid from Nike or whomever it is. Mm. Did he not have a bunch of You don't think so? Mm, no. You don't think so? No. You don't think so? No. Think He's so? probably wearing hokas right now. Probably. The old man shoe. <laughs> um, I don't even know where we're going. Where, where were we talking, talking about age and why people retire if they oh. never get slower? But so these people are training year in, year out at the very top end of everything, and it takes a toll <laughs> mentally as well as it does physically on you. So you're saying Justin Gatlin and Shelly Ann Fraser Price, who both had some of the longest sprinting careers in the history so of track and field. Exactly. He was also <laughs> busted for doping. <laughs> so they just one year decided, ah, that's Maybe good for saw- me. Maybe they saw for the first time a crack in their armor, right? A chink in their armor. And right, because they like, they're a year older and slower. One, one, yes, but Brad, you're talking like, I'm sorry, 44 to 45 does not make a significant difference for people like us. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Then why are there no 45-year-old? Then why did you run the fastest marathon you've ever run when you were my age? Because I never ran a marathon until yes, I you- was 42. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Now, see, look, at 42, you became an elite level runner. Not everybody can claim that. No. Super elite. No. Double super elite? No. You told me for a fact that you were going sub 150 in the marathon. Yes. And you pulled it back because you didn't want to make people feel bad. Well, correct. (laughs) I don't want to get out there with – Who's the new world record holder? Kiptum. Kiptum? Yeah, I think so. I don't want to half step him for <laughs> for an hour and 55 minutes. I mean, you'd be Like, done. how rude would that be until I just dust him in the last 10K, just one-stepping him the whole time? Hey, bud. <laughs> <laughs> just whispering in his ear. This isn't even hard. This is like a, a morning jog for me when I get up and I feel like I can't like move. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. which so dovetails very nicely into our topic today. What is that topic, Bradford? Running what did I etiquette. Came up with? Yes. That, that you helped though curate our list because I, I was not coming up with anything. Running etiquette. Uh, I had one thing. I was like, running <laughs> etiquette. <laughs> you say Don't, you, oh, you told him, just so everybody understands our pre-conversation, I said, why don't we go through running definitions? Because there's got to be at least 50 of them. Now, that's that's boring. <laughs> Let's do running etiquette. Well, like, what could we talk about? The one thing that you said was was what? I don't oh, even remember. remember. You gave me one idea. One piece of running etiquette was all that you gave me. Oh, I said starting corrals. Racing. Starting corrals. <laughs> like, I was like, don't go to the front of a of a race if you know you're going to walk and impede people. Come on now. So why don't we start out with just general running etiquette? So not we'll finish on racing, but you need to build into racing. So general running etiquette. Both as an individual, group runs, pairs, however however you do your daily running. All right. So look, number one, you have to be safe. And that, that smushes a whole bunch of things together. So number one, if you're out there running at night or in the dark, be Dress visible. appropriately. Be visible, dudes. Nobody wants to be driving if you're even if you're going under the speed limit and all of a sudden here comes like a flash right by you. Wow. Because you're running so fast. You're like, what the hell was that? <laughs> be seen. Be it having a light. Maybe you're having one of those vests. Maybe they have these vests that come out with like the like the 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 what is it? The bra- the bracelets that you uh the glow sticks. Glow stick vests. Oh, they have stuff. those, Jeremy. I, I know that's what I'm saying. Where are those bad boys? And well, I would see- say at a minimum, if you're running at night, something to like, preferably reflective, if not reflective, like a red blinker on the back. Yeah, I would venture and a, to say, and a headlamp. I would venture to say I didn't wear those things when I was running early in the morning because I would run with my shirt off and I pretty much glow in the dark. 
<laughs> so I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I didn't follow my, my first rule of etiquette. Um, I just ran right down the middle of the road and I just hoped that people could see they were shiny reflecting off of me because I'm so pasty. So well, then you, you, you dovetail into my number two. Which is? Only run on the road, one, in opposing traffic, and two. Okay. What does opposing mean, Bradford? Opposing. So push, pull. Like, are you like push, pull? Fisticuffs? If, if a car is driving this way, you're going to run that way. What's run against traffic. Run, run against, against traffic. traffic. Yeah. Yes. yeah. What's the purpose of that? So you can get out of their way. Couldn't you do that if you're running with traffic? No. You have eyeballs in the back of your head, Jeremy? I don't like looking where I'm running. I like to look where I've been. So I indeed just turn around and look the opposite direction and just hope for the best. So run against traffic. Yes. Two, if there's an alternative to not run in the road, get off the road. See, I don't, I don't, I, I don't. 100%. No. Nope. 100%. Nope. Not and here nope. we go. The, nope. Be, nope. let, let me guess you run on the road because it's better for your legs no i run on the road because that's what i want to do bradford i hate running on the sidewalk because i have to worry about because if you're running on the sidewalk you have all kinds of shit to worry about you have like dog toys <laughs> <laughs> or you know when you're running and you have like a little dip because there is a driveway. Like you might just catch a toe. So you never run trails. You are. Oh, I do. I, I run trails often, but. But it doesn't but seem like you're able you're to deal with road, any change not, of you're terrain. You're not expecting that. You're not expecting that. What happens if a, if a pot, what if a, what if a manhole cover is off? Those are in the road, Jeremy. He's falling. There's no manhole covers in sidewalks. Maybe not, not maybe not where you're from, but in Virginia, most certainly, that's the only place they are. So, and it's been proven repeatedly through peer review that running surfaces have no impact on injury prevention. As a matter of fact, I would, I would also go and give you some advice as well. That goes against what I'm saying is that if you're constantly running on the road against traffic, you're always running at a camber, which is going to put different strains on your different legs, right? So if you're running against traffic, right, my left leg is always going to be slightly down from my right leg. And it's just, it's not right. It's not even. So if you go up onto a sidewalk, it's more even. So I just proved to you why you should run on the sidewalk, but I'm going to refuse to do so. Okay. So we've now hit two pieces of running yeah. etiquette. I it's would say two. number three. So number three, if we're staying with the safety piece, though. Okay. Okay. Um, kind of goes into a couple of other things I would say is like if you're listening to music, have it so that you can hear what's going on around you. Right. So okay. they have specific headphones that, that you can use that like are open ear that you can hear what's going on around you. Because even if you're running against traffic, doesn't mean that there's not a car coming up behind you or somebody else yep. coming up behind you. You need to be aware of your surroundings. Another um, runner. Another runner. Right. A, a rollerblader. A, a rollerblader. I know a bike should be going with traffic, but you never know what other people are doing. So um, one wheelers. What's that? One wheelers. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> you could. <can, laughs> Run into a wall, perhaps, and unicycles. <laughs> perhaps there could be any spaceships. number of people behind you out exercising. Elliptico bikes. Dude, those things are so fun. Have you ever ridden one? No, but I would like to. And they uh, might be trying to pass you. And they might be trying to pass you. Yeah, but they should be going with traffic. Razors. Razor scooters, yeah. Skateboards. Just razors. Are razors like flying through the air? <laughs> Skateboards. What's that? Skateboards. Skateboards. Yeah. But again, just so you can hear what's going on around you. Power right? wheels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Continue on, Brad. 
What about a drone? There's possibly a drone coming up behind you. Somebody's that's following not an, you. That's not a form of exercise, Jeremy. Hey, listen. Pogo if, stickers. Let's say Pogo you stickers, are, Jeremy. Let's say you're 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 running and you can't hear, and somebody's stalking you with a drone. If you can't hear, why did you do the crazy sign? <laughs> like if you're running and you're crazy. <laughs> listen, it, it's the drone. You can't hear it. Mm-hmm. It's like yep. Okay. <laughs> I can't hear anything. Right. So I don't know. There might be a drone behind me and a stalker. Weird. Okay. Okay. That hurt. Um, so, yeah, what happens if Jason Voorhees? I mean, it is spooky season. He's walking quickly <laughs> up behind you and you don't hear it. And he comes up on you. Like, what are you going to do? What if he's riding an e-bike? Exactly. It gives you an opportunity to hear what's going on. So if, let's just say. Maybe it's a pair of tandem bicyclists. <laughs> yes, it could be that too, Brad. It very well could be. It could it be very well. It could be one of those plastic what cars that, that kids like do with their feet, and they push them what, forward with their feet. What? I, you might not have this problem where you are, but what if there's a horse and buggy behind you? It's true. I don't live in Amish country, but some people do. That's right. That yeah. is right. Then you might what find yourself just, running in Amish. What country if it's country? just a horse rider? Just what if a it's just single a horse? on a horse, a horseback. What if it's just a horse? Then that's a real problem, Jeremy. If it's just a random horse behind you, you've <laughs> taken this. That's a bridge too far, Jeremy. <laughs> yes, it is, Brad. You're that right. Is, I apologize. That is where I draw the line. So that's we're going to move on. Far. You've taken this. Yes. You've taken this right off a cliff here. Okay. So my yes. apologies, people. I got a little crazy. <laughs> I'll try to rein it in here. Yeah, I, that was that was bad, Jeremy. <laughs> that was bad. All right, so uh, we've got safety. Okay, okay, so that's nope. etiquette. Here, it, let's go through some group etiquette. Okay, okay. I don't run in many groups. It's been a long time, but I would venture to say, go ahead, Brad. I'm going to go through a bunch here. Okay. S- start with the group. Finish with the group. Yes. And this is, to, this is to the entirety of the group. Okay. So you're saying the people who may be a little bit more fit and faster, if you see somebody starting to lag. It's their responsibility to, to keep the group together. Yeah, I agree with that. Because the person who's lagging, they're not doing it on purpose, I'm sure. Um, who's That's starting right. To suffer. So you can, you can back it off if you're running 30 seconds per mile slower than you wanted to. I mean, what's the detriment? So, so. start with the group, finish with the group. No half stepping. What does that mean when you say half? Like, do you just like? Is it like a speed walk? Like, I don't yes. understand. Yes, <laughs> I love speed walking. Heel, you can't have two feet off the ground at the same time. Nope. And you guys, no. Like, usually no. to get it done right, you swish your hips. Half stepping <laughs> is the person that is always just a half step ahead of you, so that you think. Your job is then to catch back up to them so that you're shoulder to shoulder, and then they just keep half-stepping you. So instead of just a group run, it turns into a race. Group race, and I hate that. Every single group run I've been to, it's always like I try to latch onto a group that's going the pace I'm going at the time, and then all of a sudden you know, we're a minute and a half later, and we're going 10, 15, 20 seconds per mile faster. And I'm like, what's going on here? Like, why are we doing this? Can we not just have a nice, relaxed, easy run? Because nobody's talking anymore. <gasps> so, and this is this is always the half stepper's problem. So they are the one forcing the pace. If you're running a half step ahead, those people typically are quite naive in the fact they think, well, then just stay a half stride behind me. But right. one, if I'm trying to talk to you, I don't want to talk to the back quarter of your head. Yeah. Two, it's just a common courtesy to run shoulder to shoulder. Until, Bradford. Until what? Until that common courtesy becomes four across or five across and you take up an entire side. Only two across. Two across. Two across. Unless it's really wide, you can go three across. Unless it's really wide, you can go three across. Maybe. But like those people, those groups, 
who you have like five across and you're taking up an entire sidewalk or you're taking up the entire side of it, uh, the entire trail or whatever it may be. Like just stop and think about like, think about everybody else, everybody yep. else. So I, th I think that, uh, that cyclists in totality, because they're so strict about, they're typically so strict about obeying road laws, road cyclists, group rides are way more, structured in an understanding of group etiquette, including half wheeling, they just call out, like they will shame you out of a group ride for half wheeling people, that there's a, an etiquette that the strongest riders set the majority of the pace, but everybody is involved in setting a pace, including yeah. that if you can't like sustain the same pace, it's fine to be up front and be like, you just do shorter pulls or you just do whatever you can. Yeah. So, and then if the group separates, there's always a stop to allow people to regroup. They don't want two people half a mile behind them. So as soon as they notice that the group is separated, they will literally just stop at the next stoplight and wait for everybody to regroup and adjust the pace accordingly so that everybody stays together. So they're very cognizant of never dropping anybody uh, like helping people when they, if they're not feeling good, uh, which runners I think do arguably the worst job of, uh, yeah. uh, following like it is a, it's really, really frowned upon and then brow beaten into you with cycling. Like just, if it's a yellow light, just stop. Everybody's not going to make it through the light. So if our goal is to stay together, just follow the traffic laws. Like there's no point to like frogging through traffic. Just everybody sticks together. All right, we caught this lot light. Everybody stops and that's the end of it. Runners are bolting across on crosswalks, froggering traffic. They do everything to so that they don't break up their eight minute pace for a 40 minute run. You're right, Brad. And I have to say that I'm a little guilty of some of that stuff, but I couldn't again tell you the last time I've really run with a group or a person. Um, so I do that just because I'm running by myself and I know what I'm doing for the most part. So I just kind of do it if I'm by myself and I apologize for all those people who are in cars <laughs> who think I'm not going to make it. I made it. I'm okay. Here's so. another thing cyclists do really well that I don't think runners do enough is signal signaling things that are on the ground in front of them, whether it's a pothole there's uh you know like there's something coming up oh. a turn coming up or anything like that i think runners think everybody can see behind them but inevitably in group runs you just end up looking at the back of heads or you're just not paying attention and, and it yeah. seems like every group run i'm on somebody twists an ankle falls Catches off the toe. path yeah yep. yep catching a toe is the worst because you like then it could become jarring. Like that's where you like you take a hard step and you just like hit it wrong. Whew. Sometimes that hurts hard. Hurts real hard. Don't so, touch those people. I would say the last piece of group running we've done like two abreast, half stepping, start together, finish together. Yeah. Obey traffic laws. Obey traffic laws. Like just take the lights as part it of the seems, run. It seems, Brad, that you want to go back to cycling. Mm -hmm. And then pay attention as you're slinging around snot rockets. So oh, yeah. exit out of the group before you blow your bodily fluid onto me. Yes, please. Like, including I don't need in to racing. Like, yes, I think I in racing right people you. do the worst at this. I don't need to be. I don't. Yeah, I don't <laughs> need to be behind you, and all of a sudden, like, get like boogered. It's just disgusting. Yeah, or vomited on, or mm. shit on. Like, if you know mm. that you're leaking poop, like, mm. it's not a race strategy to keep people from coming up on you to like kick poop back at people. It's just not the good thing to do. I mean, that's something that I'm sure works occasionally, but let's not do that. Let's not kick poop. So, and and maybe we could caveat all of this. If you're racing, other than the traffic laws. Like half stepping is acceptable in racing. Yeah. <laughs> is it not? 
It's no, it is. I just look. So this is. It's the, not against the rules, and it's not like I just really. It gets under my skin when I have those people who will like just dart off, like boom, right, <laughs> and they're gone. <laughs> and then you start to catch up, and you catch up with them, and they're either like slowly jogging or they're walking, and they look over, and then they boom, they're gone again. Like, what the fuck, so dude? you're this upset at the freshman in high school that doesn't know how to pace? Yeah, and refuses. They're competitive enough to refuse to lose to you, but ultimately they did. Just stop. Just catch a catch a regular. Damn. So every hey. single person that's done that to you is lost to you. Every, look, I can't recall the every last single time I lost, one. I can't recall the last time I lost to anybody. So um, there's that. No, of course not, Brad. It's just, and I, I don't even mean it in a race because it doesn't happen too often in a race. Usually, like people, once they start to do get into that position where they're jogging or they're like walking and stuff like that, it's usually a like an uphill battle for them where they're not going to really get back to that same rhythm that they were in to start with. So they may stay ahead for a couple more minutes. And then usually it's, it's, it's there. What I mean is like in those runs, right? So you see those people who are out there on their group runs and they're like, Oh, I have to stay ahead of this group so that, you know, I look like I finished faster or whatever it may be. Instead of just like, like just easing your way back to the group and just being content to be in that group and not ahead because that's where you think you belong. That's really where it comes. Yeah. That's where it stems from. I've so had the, a couple of people like teammates. There was this guy, and I'm not going to say his name, but in in high school, he I bought him a pair of sunglasses that had side view mirrors, so he didn't have to keep looking <laughs> over his shoulder when he was when we were doing warm ups, like warm ups. Mm-hmm. He's sitting there and he's like, ah, and I make sure I win the warm up. Like, don't be that guy or girl or bro or broette. So person, person, yeah, don't be that. Okay. Warn somebody before you pass. Yeah, that's a big one, um, and that also comes into like if you're wearing like ear earbuds that are just and you're listening to your music or whatever too loudly and you can't hear what's going on behind you. Like, don't do that because I'm coming up. And I so, and I, th- I think most most runners are victims of not giving warning as they pass because they think like it's not like you know it's. It's extremely jarring when a bike comes past you because yeah. it's so fast. And yeah. runners think, well, it's not that like – and I guess in fairness, would you give warning if you're like passing somebody walking and it's just kind of like creeping by? Um, I guess what's the penalty? Walking? Yeah, I don't know. That's a weird one. I just know that like so I So what if you're I, running really slow and it takes you forever to get past somebody you're walking? Like, on your left and you're like two <laughs> minutes later you still haven't caught up with them. <laughs> no, I think um I, I get into this thing where like I don't know how loud to say it. Like I don't want to scream at the top well, of the and then you oh, startle oh. them. <laughs> yeah, and then it defeats yeah. the purpose. And then I I usually err on the side of being too like too quiet. And that's, then I'm like, that's my problem behind you guys. I'm coming up behind you. And then they're like, Oh, like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, let people know. And let's, let's, let's try to work on like, can we come to a consensus about like a level like that we can be, uh, that we can come up with. Like don't a go decibel level. A decibel. That's the level I was talking about. Yeah. Like, do you know how to register dec- your own decibels? Like, we have to practice. Like, you practice in the mirror. Like, you're like just like running. You on your left. Just like running. Yeah. So if you're gonna practice running, practice with a decibel meter. Yeah. There's, on your left. There's a movie, and there's a a lady, a character lady, a lady character in this movie, and she. Like, I forgot what the movie is, but she runs all the time. And there's this guy who picks up running. And she always, like, from way far behind, on your, on your left. left. Yes. Do you know what movie I'm talking about? Yeah, she uh, – was is she it, a lawyer? I don't know. And What's she's her name? always just hauling ass <laughs> in a neighborhood. And then he looks back. He's like, no. And she takes yeah. off yeah. on her life. What was that? And she keeps yelling he- at him. Like, as he's speeding up, she's like, on your left. On your left. (laughs) 
What was that? That was a good one. What's her name? That's a good running scene. What's her name? Uh, It'll come to me later. I don't know. Anyways. So, it's a good running scene. What about acknowledging runners? Yes. He always said, like, it doesn't have to be a whole lot. Like, it could be that. Like, if they're in, if they're, like, just cruising by, you can just do a head nod. It could be, like, a, what's up? It could be, like. I usually like the. Like, like. The point. I like the point. I, I like to go up and hug and really get Please. into it. <laughs> like, anyway, I get in their way. <laughs> Stop at home. I'm like, hey, man. So, so, so can I say, I find it. I think that there's like a general, like, it needs to be extremely nonchalant. Yeah. So I found, I found here lately as I'm, there's so many high school runners in this area and they're, Everybody runs in the same area, so it's the towpath. Yeah, and I found it really, really weird. Like uh, as high school girls pass, like to even acknowledge them. As there's, weird because there's something creepy about <laughs> it is, like though. then acknowledging, and then and then I also have a problem that uh, it because it's just everything on this is out and back that it all inevitably every single time that I hit my turnaround, there's a woman running the other way. And I'm like, fuck now I've got to run like another damn five minutes. Cause it seems really suspect that like, as soon as she passes me, I'm like, yep. oh, my turn to turn time to turn around. <laughs> always. <Dude>, always <laughs> like that. It is like, I think just because, I mean, I don't know that everybody feels that way, but I think in our society today, like it, it, you're, you have to feel that way. You can't just go up and randomly say hi to girl, like high school girls, and say, "Hey, how's it going, guys? Nice run you're having there." Well, candid, candidly, I feel that it's a bit strange with any aged woman. Yes, yes. So it's had, it's, go it's ahead. Border, borderline catcalling. But if you do it to everybody, is it catcalling? Like I had I a realize lady. It, so, but I don't want them to be uncomfortable, and in turn, yeah. Like ultimately that, like, that's why I think just like, I, I try to make it just as nonchalant. Like I see you, but I'm not paying attention. No, I, uh, so this, this morning on my run, I passed a group of, I guess they started off as a group and then they stopped being a group, but to start my run, I passed a group of ladies and they were like, Hey, how's it going? And they were like super outgoing. And I was like, Hey, I'm and just kept on running. And then on the way, like coming up to the end of my run, I kind of did like a loop. I was coming up behind them and, you know, I did the whole, Here like comes the creeper. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, I was like, behind you. <laughs> behind you. So were you trying to like blend into the group? No, not at all. <laughs> and so like, then I started hauling ass. Don't bother started looking behind you ladies. I'm just going <laughs> to join your group. <laughs> No, then I started hauling ass <laughs> so that it didn't feel like I was trying to like stay behind I, them for too I long. I do the same. Th- I do the same thing. Like I will throw my running metrics out the door if like yeah. I kind of come up on a group and it's taking a little too long to pass them. I'm like, fuck it, it's time to just throw That's down. Good. So I you, looked at my watch. By the time I was past them, I was like, oh, seven thirty-five pace. Let's calm that <laughs> down a little bit. <laughs> And then they're like, hey, it's you again. And I was like, yeah, I I have had times where I've like blasted past and then slowed down too much that they've caught up to me, (laughs) which is super (laughs) uncomfortable. It's never as uncomfortable when they pass you, though. No, no, it's not. And that's okay. Unless they pass you and you just hang on. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, hey, mind if I join you? That's that gets a little. I was wondering if you were ever going to catch up. You got a good pace going on here. Mind if I stay with you? Did I tell you about the pack of women that saved my life last weekend? No. Oh man. So this is like a perfect example. There was uh so a big parking lot down the street from my house that then leads onto the towpath. And there's uh two women, they're wearing like ultra gear. So they could have been running anywhere from five miles to a hundred. <laughs> like, sure. I have no idea when people are wearing ultra gear that they're legit running what is any ultra distance gear to you. Well, what one, a, one, a backpack, like a hydration okay. vest. Sure. Okay. That is ultra gear. 
I was this close to wearing my, just for 10 miles, but I was like that close to wearing my pack today. I I've worn I them before, have. but I even make fun of myself in the process of setting, when I'm going long, running gear. Like when I start when I'm going long, marathon, when, when I'm, I'm going, going long, when I, when, I, when I start running for my marathon, training for my marathon and going over like 13 miles, I think I'm going to start taking water okay. with me. Yeah. Great. Make fun, don't fake, don't make fun of me. And I'm going to get a, I I'm going to get a, a running, a running flannel. I'll make fun of you on both accounts. I'm going to get you one too though. So, so anyways, I go down there. I like, I always just hop out of the car and go. And so like, I see these two women and they're just about to start as soon as I get out of the car. And I'm like, well, shit, now I've got to wait. Yeah. So like, I'm not start like pulling right in as they're starting the and car. And like, hey, I'm going to. <laughs> so I wait and then they, uh, and so I wait, like, wasn't long, but I figured just long enough that I'm probably never going to see him again. And so then I'm running quite slow. I was running at about like 940 pace and immediately start coming up on them. Like, I think I probably gave him a full two minutes. Yeah. And within five minutes, I had, was coming up on him. And I was like, damn it. Like, this is really supposed to be an easy day. And I'm like, ah, f like, well, fuck. Like, what are you going to do? And so finally pat like end up passing him go down the road or go down the towpath about maybe two miles into the run on my left there's a whole like pack of deer so there was i think about three or four doe and then uh like six fawn so it was like a a, a group of mothers and babies there and i was like oh and i'm like looking over oh that's so cool and that they were probably 10 feet off of the towpath in this small little opening. And then I, and that keep running. And now there's a group of women coming the other way, like six women coming the other way. Yeah. And then like, I stopped for a sec. I was having some watch troubles, this and that, that group stops basically right where I'm at and then join each other. Like they, this, these, the two women that I met in the park or saw in the parking lot <laughs> in this group. Change story. Yeah. And, and then the group that was running the other way, they were like joining up. And so they basically join up the exact spot that I'm stopped. And then they start running. Now they all turn around and start running the direction that I'm about to turn around oh, to. And I'm like, I'm like, God damn it. Like, I can't even get away from these people. And so I'm like, I guess I'm just going to have to like pass them again. And so I pass them again. And about a quarter mile later, there's the deer again. By this point, like I had gapped them by say 200 yards. And, uh, yeah. and then this deer is eyeballing me just like straight up. And it like kind of started bowing up. And I was like, that deer looks kind of aggressive, stomps its foot and starts coming at me. And thank God the women who were behind me startled it where then it turned around. That thing was going to hoof me to death. Jesus Those women Christ. saved my life. And I turned around to like, did you all see that? And they all pretended like just they had no interest <laughs> in even. <laughs> this guy, look at this weirdo. First, he starts tailing us. Second, he stops where we're going to stop. And then, he, then he's going to wait for us again. Right. And I genuinely wanted to thank him for saving my life. Like, I, I'll be honest. I was scared. Like, what do you That's do against scary. a deer? What do you do against a deer? You can't outrun it. You can kick it in its nuts. You, it was a doe. Get in her nuts. How do you know she doesn't have nuts? You, okay. You could head, look, you can get it, like, so you get it like this and you headlock it and you, mm -hmm. start, you start like. Kicking. Right in its snout. Yeah. <laughs> And you put your note, put your fingers up its nose and start like yep. digging in there, pulling, pulling its head down. So it can't look right. at you. you. It's, if it's, if it's about your survival, you gotta get nasty. You gotta start biting it and kicking it. I know. Yeah. Ah. yeah. Well, I was watching some videos, uh, of deer attacks. That shit <laughs> got real, real brutal. fast. <laughs> so, but brutal. the one, the one guy just got the shit beat out of him by a buck and he had his wife. Such an idiot. He had his wife record this. Jesus. And he doused himself in deer urine 
during rutting season, and then his buck just beat the living shit out of this guy. It was just rearing up and stomping him with its hooves, and the guy's just getting tromped on, and finally had to grab it by its antlers, which, by the way, with a doe, you couldn't do that. So then he's just steering this thing down with the antlers after he just had the shit kicked out of him. It was... It was quite in the wife the whole time is just kind of like chuckling as this deer's reared up. She <laughs> it was attempted murder. She was like, hey, get, getting that life insurance. <laughs> Dude, you you showed me a series of move of, of like videos on YouTube that like cram. I showed Elliot. Cram, the, yes. <laughs> yeah. I showed Elliot. He loves them. Cram. Yeah. <laughs> the best one is off the wall. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Michael Jackson off the wall. Yeah, dude. Man, this 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 conversation is completely devolved yeah. into some kind of craziness. So, which is good. And it grew. So, there it is. That that I think is probably the end of group running etiquette. Yeah. What about uh, run as a group? But before we get to race etiquette, because I think we're going to be wrapping up re- relatively quick here, track etiquette. Public track etiquette. Okay. If you're if you are not fast, and by fast I would say under seven minutes per mile of what okay. you're doing, stay out of lanes one, two, maybe even three. I don't know about lane three. I think I think you can go into lane three. But that like the thing is, Brad, like, okay, so the track the inside lanes aren't necessarily just for fast people. They're for like, animals. I know, but you, every time that I've been to a public track and tried to do a track workout, which is pretty infrequently at this stage of my life. So, yeah. but there'll be a walker that just thinks they own inside of lane yeah. one. Yeah. Like, be, and I don't mind, mindful. I don't mind passing people that are trying to run, but just move out of lane one. Yeah. And if it's especially, okay. So if you're doing your workout and you're doing your intervals, lane one, it is what it is. Like, unless you're walking and that's not really like you're, you're exercising, but it's not a workout necessarily. Right. But if you're working out lane one is fine. Lane two is fine. But if you're not actively working out, if you're not in the middle of a rep, get out of lane one, get out of lane two, get out of lane three, go out as far as you can, or go into the inside of the track and do whatever you need to do over there. But get out of those lanes because you're just going to be a hindrance to everybody who's so doing their work. Don't warm up on the inside of the track. Nope. Inside of the track, the the like early lanes. Yep. Nope. So doing do like be fast on the inside lanes. As fast as you can be. Right. That's what that's for. It's for the work. Move in the same direction that like some tracks change direction right. on a daily basis. But right. under the assumption that they're not changing direction, run in the direction that the track is meant to be run on. Yep. Does you everybody know read, that? It's counterclockwise. You can read the numbers right yes. side up, not upside down. Right. So go counterclockwise on a track unless you're told otherwise. So, and for me, you can tell when people are faster than you. I know if I'm on a track, if somebody's faster than me, I think that they need the workout more than me. So I'll just scoot over. Yeah, sure. At least when you know they're coming up on you, and then you can scoot, scooch back yeah. in. Yeah. So yep. just be just be paid just pay attention, just like you should anyway when and, you're running. And if they can do this in elite level racing, in 10Ks and NCAA championships, etc., when people get lapped, lapped runners have to move to the outside. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if they That's can right. do that at an NCAA and elite level running. You can you do can it at do your that. recreational track. That's exactly right. Um, use the appropriate footwear. Like, don't go out there in cleats and tear up the tracks and stuff like that. Like, if you're Fair. wearing spikes, that's fine. If you're wearing running shoes, that's fine. Don't wear stuff that's not meant to go on the track because it'll tear the track up um, big yep. time. And don't do the same thing on the interior of the track. If you are not purposefully out there, if there's not, like, a soccer field in the middle, if there's not a football field and you don't belong out there and you're out there just tearing it up, don't do it. Leave it as it was, right? It's there for you, but it, it's it's there for everybody. So, like, leave it in as good a good. condition as you can. Jeremy, you led yeah. me back to just a normal running thing. Good night. <laughs>
don't leave your trash all over the place. Oh, yeah. Clean up after yourself, please. So pack in. Whatever you pack in, pack out. Yep. For as annoying as that is with, like, say, energy gels on long runs when you get in a sticky spot from putting it back in your your running shorts pocket, deal with it. That's why you get little little baggies and you put them in that so you carry around an empty baggie you just shove it in that bad boy yep yep that's exactly right so our track race race etiquette i don't there's i don't really think there's any other track etiquette than respecting faster people yeah i agree um race etiquette number one this is a big one for brad don't wear a race shirt that's just dumb Although I'm not I, sure I, that I that's etiquette. That. It's just like you don't want to look like a noob. Who cares, man? I'm going to wear it. I look, care. Despite you, I'm going to wear my race shirts. Okay, Jeremy, go ahead and do except it. For, I will make fun of you. The 10K, except for the 10K, where I'll have to wear the pink jersey. <laughs> uh, so. so race etiquette, one Know where you should be on the starting line. That's right. Don't line up like at the very front, even if you're going to run hard, if you know you're not like a six minute miler, right? Depending on the race or like, less or less, right? Like if you're going out to a 5K and you can't crank down sub sixes, don't if get you're not front. planning and going out at 530 pace, get yes. off of the front. Look, you can start three rows back and still run a phenomenal time with nobody impeding you at all. Yeah, um, you don't need to be at the very, very front. But if those this in particular runners or walkers, I love the fact that walkers are out there. Like, go out there, get get your work in, but not at the front of the race, not yep. at the front of the race. Um, I did a an eight k a number of years ago. Um, it was a big eight k, a lot of super elites. I ran like I don't know twenty eight something, and right at the very beginning, right in front of me, I didn't realize it at the time. They started walking. <laughs> I was I was like the third row in, and they started walking. And I was like, what the absolute fuck? And people were so pissed off about it. They were right in the middle. There was a group of like four wide. So speaking of even like keeping it twos, they were walking, and they were all like having the best time of their lives and just not completely like didn't even pay attention to what was going on around them. I mean, it's basically a life rule. Think of others. Yeah. Think of others. That's exactly right. Well put, Bradford. So, don't lie about your race times to right, get in faster can, corrals. Right, but when you say lie, like, so let's say, okay, well, let's say this. Let's say, like, I've just signed up for grandmas, right? And yep. do they start, they start in corrals? I'm sure, right? There are nine thousand runners. The year I, I, I the up, year I ran, it was not, but the majority yeah. of years, yes, it goes by corrals. Yeah, so like I signed up for three hundred three. I mean, that's a big stretch. So like that's going to be a, the race of my life if I run three hundred three. But if I get to the race and I'm not in three hundred three shape, they generally say it's okay to go back in corrals. You just can't go forward in corrals. So if I'm in like if I know that I'm going to go out and run like three forty and just have a fun time, I'm not going to put myself up there at the beginning to get in people's way. I, th- I think all of this is within reason, and and it's all about the first. Uh... I don't know. It, it's race dependent on the percentage of time for the race. So, yeah. but it's for the for the first portion of the race. If like if you're if you're planning on going out in a goal pace, even if you don't feel like you can hit a goal, say sub three hours in the marathon or sub twenty in a five k, but you want to try going out that fast, like by all means, yeah, go ahead and do it, and within reason. And so this happens in high school racing, college racing professional racing you can get seated up based off of you know like your coach putting in i think you're in you know 355 1500 pace i'm gonna put i'm gonna put you in as a 355 time yeah so these things happen but you're not running like chances are you're probably pretty close to that time as opposed to not even close to that time right like if you're a 430 1500 right yeah you're not gonna go up there to the 355 and just kind of throw down it's just not gonna happen um what's another one brad so uh yes don't start up ahead of where you should start like just be mindful of that um 
people have like qualifying times they're trying to hit and you don't want to be the pers- the purpose of that. Um, if you're going to stop or significantly slow down, don't do it just in the middle of everybody. Like m- m- find your way over to the side of the road or the path or wherever you are. And like, then you can do your stuff over there. Don't just like be in the middle of everybody. Like, Oh, I'm done. And just do it right in the middle of everybody. That's another one. I would agree. I think anytime that I've had to dip off one, I'm ashamed of it. So I want to just disappear into the fray, which is really the way that you should do it is you should just be slowly. It's like that, uh, meme of homer simpson where he just kind of disappears into the bush (laughs) that is the way that you should be exiting off of like from running into a stop disappear yeah Yeah, it's never fun to stop in the middle of run and i haven't done it too many times outside of the marathon as a matter of fact i don't know that i've done it any times outside of the marathon but i always i have yet to run a marathon to this day that i haven't had to do walk breaks at least at some point in time even my like most recent Richmond when I was feeling like absolute dog crap. So I just Uh, watched a high school race and I've seen this in like 5k races. What's your take on runners? Like these goons that just go out like bats out of hell. It just to be say that they're leading the race for some period of time. Brad, we've talked about doing this in the past, (laughs) but have we ever done it? No, because we're not idiotic. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I don't know. Can you fault them for wanting to say they've led a race? So, but I feel like it's this same level of like group disrespect because they come to a grinding halt. So like, okay, well that's different. Yeah. So I saw, I saw two high schoolers uh, this weekend. I went to Kira's uh, like conference championship this weekend. Yeah. And there was two boys on a team. One of them was wearing, it was raining and it was, really wasn't muddy out but i mean like it was raining was pretty much the extent of it like the course yeah. was course was in perfect condition one guy's wearing ski goggles <laughs> you know like wrapped around and he and his buddy went out in i'm sure it was a 60 second quarter and it was downhill so they were probably running like 53 second quarter pace yeah and after about 200 meters they're both going like this and immediately the pack just ate them up jesus yeah don't do that that's just not good i was as if i was their coach i would have lost my mind i would would have have probably pulled them off of the course oh 100 percent well one if you showed up on the start line with the goggles i would have pulled you (laughs) off of the start line and said goggles you don't get to do that (laughs) no way no way. That's on the coach too, though, man. Like who? It who, is. Like, that's that's on the coach. So, and I know, I know, like uh, even in five Ks, people think it's amusing. I personally think it's, in particular, for people that want to be serious, it's disrespectful. Like you're just saying, yeah. Like what you're doing is just dumb. Yeah. And like I think it's it's borderline disrespectful. Is it that big of a deal? No, but. It's basically the same thing as starting to walk or walking at the like at the front of a 5K yeah. race. I would say that that's a more egregious thing as walking at the beginning, but um, at the front. But yeah, I, I agree. Um, I know that in a bunch of road races, I always have these like little kids with their parents who just take off like bats out of hell. Like, <laughs> flat out. That's because they don't know any better. No, I, look, I know that, but I'm always like, dude. There's no way. And they don't half the time half those fucking little kids beat me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to get them back. And then they're just gone. I never mind. Is there any other racing etiquette? I would say only get rid of your trash at aid stations. Yep. Don't stop at aid. Like if you are getting water, don't stop at the very beginning of the water table. Like grab your water. Mm. And if you feel like you need to like stop to drink it, then like get out out of the way. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you got to do a snot rocket in a group, it's the same thing as a group. Yeah. Like do it, but over, over there or over there, like not right here. I don't want to get covered in bugs. It's just, uh, it's, it's not something that I care to do. Um, generally try to use the Porter Johns if you can. Um, guys can get away with it a little bit easier than, than gals can, but, um, like use the Porter Johns. I don't want to see like dingling hanging out 
where you're urinating all over the place. So, and there's probably people who definitely don't want to see that. <laughs> what, what does that look for, Brad? You're the kid in the ski goggles. <laughs> Dude, just wait. I'm going to have a beer for both of us for the 10K. <laughs> Any other yeah. racing etiquette you can think of? Um, when you're when you're done at the end, like move forward. Like if you can, mm, good one. Right, like don't don't just like get across the finish line, just like stop dead because I can guarantee there's people behind you who are coming storming in, and that's not that's not going to be pretty. So uh, I would say if you can thank the volunteers, absolutely, and you can. There's no reason that you can't unless you're. Well, like I'm saying like in the middle of a race, it. like in the middle oh, of say yeah, yeah, a five k, yeah. it's difficult. So, but yeah. like registering, it's super easy too. When you yeah. finish the race, when you catch your breath, it's super easy too. As they're yeah, handing out medals, there's no reason not to. So, thank the thank the volunteers. Mm. Yeah, that's a big one. Like they're out there, and it's that's exactly what they're doing. They're volunteering. Like they're yeah. not getting paid to be out there to like give you water or to hand you a trophy or a little medal or whatever it may be. They're doing it because they want to be out there to help out. So. Definitely want to thank them. I'm still a big, I know you're not a fan of this, but I'm still a big fan of cheering, like rooting people on as you're moving along. No, I'm not saying I'm not a big fan of it. I just don't do it. <laughs> I'm just an asshole. I'm just hoping for the worst of them. Um, no, of course. Like if they're out there and we're both crushing and we're just like getting after it, like, yeah, let's cheer each other on. If so you said sure. you said last time that we talked about I this, know. it was condescending. So it is to it, a degree. So okay, so let me put it in this scenario because I see this at every high school race. The slowest person that finishes, everybody stops and cheers. Uh huh. So what's the, the difference? Last, the, the, the last man's like that's the like nobody wants to like. You got is that it. condescending? It's not condescending, but that, I can guarantee that that kid. Doesn't want to hear like you got it. Just finish strong. He's like, no shit. Like, come on. Like, I don't. I know, know. but if I, you're cheering for all of the other kids are finishing, doesn't the kid finishing well, yes, last deserve for, the same respect? Yes. In that case, yes. But if you're doing it just to show pity and you haven't done it for everybody else, you're just like getting that last person across the line. Look, <laughs> one of our old teammates got like the last place clap at a race at Duke. And it was the most embarrassing thing. And it's embarrassing for the team. It was embarrassing for him. It was like, what the shit was going on? So I think I, I just have a little yeah, bit of resentment. I think that's toward different that. in college. I know, but I have, I, I think that's like some built-in resentment that I still have about that. That's, that's like. So that's one, that one scenario about. versus like. All of like some of the most memorable moments in the Olympics, like that 400 meter runner that his dad came out to the track. That's completely different, man. Of course I'm going to go out there. I would probably go out there and just like hug both of them and cry with them. But they got They got a a standing ovation for coming in. They, They did because he like he didn't just stop. His leg was falling off and he just finished up. So I'm a big fan of. And the reason that I think I'm a a huge fan of like cheering people on that are including people that are passing you or that you are passing is in particular in a marathon. I'm always under the impression like if I can cheer for you now, I'm hoping that somebody will cheer for me when when (laughs) I'm starting to go backwards and I need to pick me up. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm not opposed to it. I just think that you have to really pay attention and be cognizant of like of that person's situation, right? Like if that's the, if that person is given up and they're just like, at, in so, a co- so let's put it like, under the same thing as paying attention and being cognizant of like acknowledging women as a man yes. on the trail or yes. juveniles, etc. Like there should be some, some yes. level of recognizing what's happening around you. Absolutely. Let's, <clears throat> let's put it there. Cause I'm not opposed to it, but I just don't think like if it's that person who you could just tell is having a bad race and they don't want to hear shit from you and you just know they don't want to hear shit from you to like, sorry, man, you got it. And, like, like I've had that happen to me a couple of times. I'm like, thanks. 
But in my like brain, I'm like, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> you know, I'm never going to like berate somebody for telling me to like, good job or keep going. But I'm also like thinking internally, you can go eat a dick. So that's just who I am. And I apologize. And to my listeners out there, I'm sorry. You got to see a little bit of who I am as a person, and it's not all nice. It's nasty. Quite nasty. I mean, this is <laughs> this is quite a low spot for you, Jeremy. I, I would agree, but that's just I mean, because I, I don't like I, pity. I genuinely felt like I would go to the low spot, but your language, your attitude, and just your demeanor to others is I just it's don't want turned pity. ugly. It's turned ugly here. Pity. I don't want pity. That's what. That's what. I don't want pity. And so your immediate reaction is yelling at somebody, go chew on a man's penis? I, I told you I would say thank you. I appreciate it. I'm like, yeah, But you would you. think you would think but I would this think person it, yes. should grab a dinner plate and eat a man's penis. As long as they get a dinner plate and some silverware and then do it nicely. Tuck, and they cut tuck it up their napkin bit. into their That's shirt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Nice. All right. Put your napkin on your lap. Get it all right. You know, make sure that you have your silverware lined up appropriately. Uh, you're good. Garcon, I'm wearing blue pants. Would you mind br- taking away this white napkin and bringing a dark napkin for me so I don't have the lint dust on me? You're ridiculous, Bradford. <laughs> you're, you want to just I don't know about that because I don't go to nice places where I have to worry about that. <laughs> Well, I think that's etiquette 101. I think so. I think this was a good one, Brad. Thank you for helping mm. me helping guide this one through. I mean, it's good in the fact that we've learned who you truly are. And it's I'm nasty. the person who's going to say thank you and then think that you need to go get a dick on a dinner plate. <laughs> Just vulgar. Vulgar, Jeremy. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Apologies. <laughs> so, hey, hey, Brad. Guess what? Love you, man. I'm not sure that I want to. I want to return the favor after the way that you've. I mean, I'm not asking you to return a favor. I don't care if you say it back to me or not. But I'm just letting you know that I appreciate you. Your whole you, mom. Your mom might be ashamed of this episode of who you right. are. I, mean, I think she's ashamed of me, regardless. The man <laughs> she's raised you to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she hasn't been able to make me the person I need to be in 43 years. So I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing wrong. So. There's all right, there. Love all you, right, bud. Man, I'll see you next time. Love you, bud. Love you. <laughs> a little, 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 little. little. <laughs>